What is going on, everybody? Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there as we speak. I'm sitting here, got the soccer on mute, or the football on mute, I guess is what you'd say. And uh, got some interesting topics to talk about in the hobby today. Um, you know, just like the last couple of shows, we just, we'll just run down just some random stuff I've been just taking a look at and kind of following the last week or so that have been happening in the hobby. And you may have um, noticed yourself and, and, you know, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more on today's show. I don't think I'm going to have an interview guest on today's show. I say I don't think if he... If he texts me or or if this show doesn't go long enough, then I'll add an interview guest. But on the next show, um, a longtime listener, I'll bring him on and uh, we'll, we'll just talk about soccer. Probably talk about soccer and talk about um, collecting maybe some baseball and different stuff. But you have that to look forward to. Again, my ultimate. I have, I'm not even a minute into today's show and I'm already teasing the next one you know how that's how good the next one will be let's talk about what we're going to talk about on today's show got a little bit of world cup stuff talk briefly about that panini's got these el samba cards on their own little uh, ebay account so we'll talk about that uh, panini rewards has went live and i have some uh tips for anybody that's buying and selling i don't i guess this just blows over people's heads um um, the one thing I saw going on on eBay with these pending, there's only been four or five of them sold, but I would say all but one or two of the sellers made the same mistake that is actually going to cost them the sale on those Panini rewards points. So I'll talk about that. Um, Tops MLS, I had a good, not World Cup. Some of these guys like Clint Dempsey and a couple other guys uh, that I'm familiar with are uh, playing in the in the World Cup, but I had a conference call with Tops a week or so ago, two weeks ago. So I'll talk about that. Some sets have been announced recently, so we'll just run down those. Um, And the Redskins trademark was canceled. That means you could make your own Redskins, uh, you know, T-shirt or stickers or whatever you really want right now and sell them. So that's kind of interesting. The NBA Finals happened and are done. And Panini put up a, uh, I think they bought, I don't think this was something Bloomberg went out and and, and Bloomberg might have like expressed interest in uh, covering some uh, Panini's story. But most 90% of the time, the little blurbs on Bloomberg are actually paid, almost like a paid spot. They do a good job of turning it into kind of news and it turns into something, you know, they try to get something relevant. But normally, you know, I don't know how often these are just Bloomberg covering Panini, um, but Panini put up their sales chart for like the last uh, several years on their webs are on Bloomberg in the last 10 years, actually. Um, so we'll, I'll talk about that. It's actually a really interesting sales chart that is very telling and might be telling on the future of Panini uh, inside the sports card world. We'll talk about that, and that's about it, probably. So let's move right into let's let's keep it really fresh and on topic. I know most of you are sports card collectors, considering this is a sport card sports card podcast. Uh, so we'll talk about the the recently these are uh, products that were announced this week. They didn't come out this week. We had a lot of stuff that has come out or is coming out. You've had just recently. Um, Score Football has been released. Uh, WWE has a set. Uh, Exquisite Football from 2013 has come out. Um, you got Panini Father's Day, which was mixed in there, and there was all of those kind of packs in there. Coming up in about a week, I guess, 
or less, yeah, about a week. Um, Panini Select Basketball. You got Hot Rookies Football, which kind of looks like a score, a premium version of score almost. So the cards look very similar. Um, so you got Hot Rookies Football. You got SPX Football. Uh, two, that's a 2014 set. So you have some of the new rookies in there. 2014 Bowman Football has uh, been announced and it's coming out on the 25th. And Contenders Hockey is coming out to wrap up the month you got bowman inception baseball and there's a leaf autographed uh jersey edition football edition uh which sometimes it's kind of entertaining for people to take a look at but let's move right into panini national treasures 10 cards per pack one pack per box it's a three box case this is coming out on july 30th so really you know like a month away basically they announce uh, national treasures although it's a set that we're we're familiar with coming out right in that july late july early august time frame um you're going to get a mix of eight memorabilia or autograph cards per box i don't think a whole lot has changed here you get one printing plate per box and it's usually like a mishmash of like everything throughout the year it's kind of it's kind of confusing i don't think People love it or hate it, uh, but you do get a printing blade in every box. And you get one base card or parallel card uh, in every box. So there'll be, you know, the one interesting thing I saw here was sneaker swatches. So it's actually going to have a piece of the sneaker um, and an autograph card. No, that's not something that's never been done before, but I haven't seen Panini do that uh, very recently um, in, in a lot of their sets. So I think that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, obviously there's the logo band patch cards and then there's going to be the autograph rookies i don't think last year i think this stuff tipped up really quick into that 500 dollars range um for a box i don't think it'll go up that quickly if they really limit it and you're popping logo mans and you know you're getting uh really nice cards and every you know more like seven autograph cards and one memorabilia or six autograph cards and one and two memorabilia maybe it moves up in price but this national this year's national treasures isn't going to be that big money maker boom uh that you tend to have in others when there's hotter rookies in the nba like next year um should be a really really nice um really nice uh set it's strictly allocated meaning uh based on what if you're ordering from a card shop or if you're ordering from blowout cards or if you're ordering online or wherever it is people that can get a national treasures box initially um, it's it's based on how much Panini basketball products they purchased uh, throughout the year. So obviously somebody like Blowout or like a DA or like a, you know, like uh, there's lots of like online guys out there selling boxes still. Um, actually, there's not a lot of them, but uh, those guys tend to get a lot. And, and group breakers that break a lot of stuff, Panini basketball stuff, um, will tend to get a few more cases or a few more boxes of treasures than the average person. So... Wholesale price three seventy five if you order by the case four hundred dollars by a box I don't know why you do that it's twenty five dollars difference you might as well get the case um, so three seventy five I can imagine you're gonna you know you as a regular customer is gonna be paying that four to four fifty range maybe you know four sixty five but probably not you know maybe more than that four ten four twenty range um, just depends on who's selling it and how quickly they want to move it. Um, you know, again, this year's NBA rookies were not that great. So National Treasures is coming out. It's an, it's, a, it's exciting, but uh, I'd, I'd be almost ready to dip back into previous years because it always seems like, you know, it takes a while to get, you know, look at La, LaMarcus Aldridge, someone that's been in the league for a little while, and he just got his kickstep kind of in this playoffs and really, you know, 
people really, really started to notice his game uh, kind of recently. Panini Spectra Basketball. This is a new product. I think they've done Spectra. Have they done Spectra for something else? I guess somebody does. I don't know. Uh, Spectra just seems like uh, they've done it before, but not in basketball. Eight cards per pack, one pack per box. It's a five-box case. You get four autograph cards per box and a memorabilia card. You also get a parallel card number to 65 or less, and you get two base cards numbered to 199. So it looks like everything's serial numbered in here. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's printed on thick Optichrome cards. This stuff's expensive. This comes out July 16th. This is really tough if you're a dealer or even just a regular buyer. July 16th, Spectra Basketball comes out. And then like two weeks later, uh, National Treasures comes out. So hopefully you get your, uh, mid-year bonus or, you know, six-month bonus at your job. Because this, this is, this stuff is 235 225 to 235 depending on how many boxes you buy a uh, wholesale so you as a customer is probably going to pay at least 250 for this stuff uh at least early on so wow so spectra basketball coming out i don't know exactly how well i'd, I'd much rather if you're going to spend a lot of money on a basketball set uh this late in the season i'd probably go with national treasures although sometimes these new sets you just never know but the content is just not i don't think it's going to be strong enough here you know the rookies michael carter williams i've said it on their show many of times he's really not that good he's really a, a mid to mid-tier role player Sir, sure, if he found his way onto the Heat somehow, or if he found his way onto the San Antonio Spurs or the Lakers or, you know, the Knicks or something, his cards would probably be a little bit more collectible. But he's on the Sixers, and the Sixers have the number one pick, so they're going to get a, a top guy. They have Nerlens Noel, who didn't play last year, who could be a top guy. Uh, so they're adding two players, and they probably have free agent money and other guys on that. They have another guy on that roster that I'm actually buying his cards up right now. Um, I'm not that impressed with Michael Carter Williams. Now, Victor Oladipo, solid player. There was some other guy, even Kelly Olynyk for the Celtics had some solid gains, although he's kind of buried on a depth chart a little bit there. Um, we'll see what happens. Would kind of avoid basketball unless it was like single cards or, you know, later, little, even later on into the off season. NFL and next year's cards start rolling around. You might dip back, get yourself a Victor Oladipo card. Panini Elite Football, five cards per pack, 20 packs per box. This is supposed to come out July 23rd. So, bing, you got Spectre Basketball. Boom. Then, if you like football, too, you got to buy Elite Football. That's the 23rd. And uh, last day of the month is uh, National Treasures. So, it's really tough. You can see, like, how difficult it would be to be, like, a hobby shop owner. Not only do you got to buy this stuff, you got to sell it, too. Because if you buy Spectre Basketball and it doesn't sell... Well, you got elite football rolling in the next week. You might have $1,000 down on that. So this is why group breaking has really been embraced by the, you know, not not just the community of people that like to get involved, but by the manufacturers and by, you know, manufacturers for the most part. I think Upper Deck only sells to you if you have a hobby shop. But, uh, you know, I think they are having this group breaking pavilion at the at the National for some reason. Uh, so people are embracing this because it allows you to move through this stuff. You can't sell your Panini Spectra for 230 a box. Maybe you'll be able to piece it out uh, at, in a group break. But anyways... Uh, pricing on Panini Elite Football, $90 for $90 to $95 a box. You get four autographs or memorabilia cards, at least, you know, two to two to three autographs usually per box. And you're going to get one uh, rookie autograph. One of those is going to be a rookie autograph. So, uh, you know, this is where you probably could make money. 
Um, it's uh, it's could be ninety dollars a box. I could easily see this selling at one one ten since it's so early in the season. None of these guys have played. Johnny Football hasn't thrown any interceptions or gotten rocked and gotten hurt. Uh, so I could see this, you know, easily selling for a hundred, hundred and ten dollars, maybe even more, depending on uh, how much people are willing to pay. But Elite is a long time brand. I remember Elite a long time ago, and just the the quality of the card, kind of the shimmer. It's a, it's one of the stronger brands, I would say, that Panini has that they don't use enough. I think they could use Elite. You could, you know, use Elite twice. I've gone over this on the podcast before. I think they should have a Prism Series One and a Prism jumbo version like they have they have done in football or prism series two something like that i think you could do elite and you could do uh you know you could do elite and then do elite series or something like that is kind of the second usage of elite um but people like me that have collected for a while since the night you know 80s and 90s um have a fond fond memory of elite uh the brand itself Tops Chrome Mini Football. This was announced a little while ago, but it doesn't come out till the day after Christmas. Um, and don't be surprised if it's if it pushed. I mean, we're a ways away. We're six months away. Um, but I would imagine, you know, having something delivered the day after Christmas doesn't always happen. So that'll probably get pushed back. But anyways, twenty four packs, four cards per pack, one Mini Chrome autograph per box. Um, basically, it's Tops Chrome just mini style. Uh, this stuff's not that expensive. I can imagine this will go if if football rookies are still hot. If Johnny's hot, if some of these running backs and some of these wide receivers, um, Sammy Watkins and some of these guys really had a really nice season or really made a big impact. Um, I could see f- this is only fifty six dollars per box. I could see this easily in the seventy five eighty. You know, seventy-five to eighty dollar range, um, almost where Tops Chrome tends to be at. So, mini Chrome football—that's kind of interesting. You know, there's Tops doing my what I what I I mean, I take the strategy from Tops, but there's Tops implementing the strategy I suggest for Panini. They come out with Tops Chrome. Well, they come out with regular Tops, and then they come out with Tops Chrome, which is basically the exact same thing, just chromed, and even a smaller set. And then you come out with uh, Tops Mini Chrome, which is just the same card, just even smaller. And, you know, you had a few little twists and turns, but it probably didn't take a brand manager more than a day or two to figure that out. So that's kind of interesting. Last product I'll talk about here right in the beginning. 2014 Bowman Super Draft. No, excuse me, Super Jumbo Baseball. Bowman Draft Super Jumbo. Let me get that right. Super Jumbo. Again, this is this is uh, Tops doing the strategy I suggest for Penny to a T. They come out with Bowman. Then they come out with Bowman Chrome. Then they come out with Bowman whatever. Bowman Sterling. Bowman whatever. And then they come out with Bowman Draft Super Jumbo. This has 60 cards per pack. So that's a lot of cards. 10 packs per box and it's a six box case. You're looking at $150 to about $150 wholesale for this. And I had a little conversation with some people. We were talking about this set on Twitter this morning. And uh, apparently... Um, Blowout cards has it for 220, so that's actually a pretty good profit margin. If you're getting this for about a 140, 150 a box, and you're selling it, if you're able to sell it at two, I mean that's what they're asking. But if you're able to sell it, that's an 80 dollar profit margin. Even after PayPal takes a little bit and and UPS and all those guys take a little bit, you're you're left with something. But it is allocated, so you this you're not going to be able to just order this stuff up. This is supposed to come out November 12th, 2014. That about wraps it up for the new across that off my list i talked about that let's segue into the world cup 
as most of you have probably at least taken a casual interest in this, I have been sitting on my behind from nine in the morning, my time to about five o'clock in the afternoon watching this stuff, obviously taking breaks and, you know, I haven't caught every single match. I missed maybe one or two, but I've been watching a lot of this stuff. I've been very impressed with, um, you know, some of the stars. I think uh, I wasn't really that familiar with any of these guys, but Neymar Jr. from uh, Brazil. Been ve- I see this guy is very, I can see why he's a huge, massive star. I mean, first of all, he's really good and he scored a couple goals in the first match and he almost did a header. He almost had a couple goals in the, the next match. Brazil didn't score in their second match, but um, he had a really nice header that could have scored. He's a very small guy, and it's someone you could really relate to. And I'll talk about another soccer player that I don't think we can really relate to who's also very popular. But Neymar Jr. small, a little undersized, it looks like. Looks like he could be just, you know, a little little kid down the street or something. And here he is on the world. You know, he's one of the most famous soccer players in the world. He's got a, got a funky haircut. Um tightened it up in game I thought game one it was a little little loose although his team won and then he like got it sun bleached or whatever defrosted his tips and then they lost or they hit a draw uh, in their second match so Neymar Jr. I was impressed with him the guy the other guy that I was very impressed with was um Ronaldo uh for uh who is he Portugal I think he's a guy for uh, this guy is has tremendous uh, skills. He looks like he should be, you know, soccer. Looks like soccer's working out for him. They said on TV, I think he's making thirty million a year uh, from his club. But if if that doesn't work out, he certainly could be like an underwear model or like a men's cologne model or something like that. The guy has a tremendous look um, and certainly has a bright future, even when he's done. You know, kind of almost like a David Beckham type future, even when he's done uh, with the game. Uh, so I was very, very impressed with just his team really got beat really badly. Um, but I was impressed with him, even watched some of his highlights because people were talking this guy out. And then I watched the game. His team didn't really do so well. So I watched some highlights on YouTube of him. And I was like, wow, this guy actually is really good. And I watched a couple like messy highlights on YouTube. I watched Neymar highlights on YouTube. I watched a, watched a couple guys uh, highlights on YouTube, which I thought was kind of interesting. Anyways, the World Cup's going on. I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's kind of cool. And uh, it's fun to watch. Panini, you remember uh, a while back, I even did a podcast on this where they uh, came out with Panini Prism Football. I think this was in 2013. Um, Came out with Panini Prism Football. I think it was for the 2012 year, I think. I think it was when Robert Griffin III was a rookie. I can't remember. Um, But they came out with these pylon. They might have even done it last year. I might have paid attention. Uh, Last year sucked. I mean, this year I'm I'm much more excited about football and bat. Not I mean I'm excited for the sports and the games every year equally, um, but certainly more excited just in a card aspect this year. It just seems a lot more exciting. But anyways, Panini did these pylon cards. They were one of one, and they got mixed reaction. Obviously, from the hobby, it's a straight cash grab for Panini. Um, they're 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 not putting these in the product. They're selling it off to on the side. I don't mind the strategy from Panini. Anything that these companies want to do to make money um, is is in the long run in the benefit. And I'll talk more about if Panini's making any money or not uh, making sports cards. Um, but it seems like uh, you know Panini. I think 
I think that it's I am um, I have mixed emotion on these one of one cards. I I probably don't like them. I I mean I don't like them that much. I'm not going to bid on them probably even if there's a player that I that I want. Um, I'm not going to be a competitively bidding on them. But what I thought was interesting is they're releasing these El Samba cards. They're just like the the one of one pylon cards. But this time Panini's actually selling them on eBay, which I thought was interesting. They went away from hosting this kind of on their own website. Um, and now they're going on to eBay and they, they have like a Panini America eBay account that had like zero feedback. Um, but they were selling these Samba cards on there, El Samba cards on there. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. You might want to, if you're a fan of theirs, you might want to check it out. I also noticed Panini put, uh, they had like 2000, a lot of 2013 football on there. They had a lot of the, like the Justin Bieber type stuff that they make. Um, and sticker cards. So if you're interested in buying, I mean, the prices weren't low by any means. They were like full, full retail. Um, but if you're interested in, in buying directly from Panini America, they have their own eBay account now. Speaking of eBay and speaking of Panini, Panini Rewards was launched uh, last week with a, when Score Football came out at a retail level. And there's been only a handful of these reward cards that have been for sale on eBay. Um, but the biggest mistake, which is kind of blows my mind but maybe if you're older you don't understand how this technology works uh maybe you don't really get it but a lot oh i would say all but one or two of i think there was only four or five auctions for um these panini rewards but almost everybody had the qr card code exposed and you can click on the picture and scan it in if you were the first one to click on it and scan it into your app you would get the points not the person that ends up winning the bid um so you as a buyer First of all, you don't want to buy any of these points on eBay where the where the seller exposes the QR code because somebody else is going to get it by now. Trust me. Um, also, if you're selling these, you want to cover those up by all means. Put a little. I saw some people put a piece of paper over. Some people went to the. You know, you just can, in Photoshop, so you can put a little black square over something. You know, really quickly. Even if you don't really even know how to use Photoshop, you can figure that out pretty quick. Um, and blacked it out at least, or put your thumb over it, something. Um, but uh, some sellers uh, didn't do that, and I'm sure those have been uh, some other somebody else has has gone on there and uh, scooped that code. Um, so you want to be careful. Want to be careful as a buyer. Again, you don't only buy if you're in the market to buy these Panini codes on on the secondary market, not through the boxes. Make sure the QR code is is covered up, and make sure it's from a reputable seller because a seller could scan the QR code, put the card up, and and ship it to you, and be and you'd be SOL once you got the QR code. So be careful with these QR codes. I think it's kind of you know anytime a company innovates, anytime a company does something a little bit different. Um, people have to get used to the technology. People have to kind of figure it out. Um, I think, you know, in, in a really short order, uh, it only take a few refunds where sellers will be like, oh, uh, you know, I won't put these QR codes, uh, a picture of this QR code right on the on the front of the card here. So, um, and as a group breaker, you want to be careful about flashing this uh, as you're, you know, f- flipping through the cards. Um, anytime you flash the QR code, anybody can kind of get a screen cap of the video and and maybe get those points. So just want to be uh, let you guys know that I saw that. And so that's one of the, you know, one of the the down. Maybe Panini will have to put these on the back. Maybe Panini will put it, have to put it in a scratch off or something like that. Maybe Panini will have to change it a little bit, but uh, or put it in a little window that uh, can be peeled off or something on the card. I don't know. 
Um, but chances are Panini's not going to change. So you as sellers and you as buyers need to adjust. Moving right along. I had a call, a conference call. Yes, I had a conference call with Tops, hour long or so, where we talked all about MLS soccer cards. And um, talked with a couple gentlemen from there who seem to have quite a bit of experience with the company and, and making different sets. They're also involved in a lot of the Bowman stuff that they do and Bowman sets. Um, just some of the things uh, I won't. I had one, two, three, four. Five, I had five different suggestions for them. And for the most part, I've gone over the, them on the show. Um, but I won't get into it now. I will say that for you MLS soccer fans and soccer fans in general, Tops is coming out with MLS Chrome here in about a month, I think. A month or two. Um, but that's it for the rest of the season. So they, they we were already kind of bouncing around ideas for 2015 uh, Tops MLS. Um, so... There was some interesting thing is you know maybe another month or two down the line I was there was some really there was a couple really good ideas that I think got bounced around on this call and I'll share them a little bit later on but right now I'll talk about just some of the things um, that I think might be kind of interesting that might end up happening it sounded like they might end up happening not only in soccer but maybe some other sets. Um, first of all, is like Instagram photography. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are now professional photographers now that we have, you know, an eight megapixel or higher camera in our pocket at 24 hours a day. So you see actually really excellent photos uh, put on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, wherever it might be, or all three usually. Um, and so Tops is bouncing around the idea of maybe using some fan photography. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, surveying the fans for a base set. Um, instead of kind of picking the players themselves or kind of having to come up with them themselves, um, figuring out a way to kind of survey that this has been done in, in certain aspects, um, certainly by, I think all the manufacturers, but, um, you know, survey the fans a little bit, get their idea, get their interpretation of who should be on the front of cards. The last one I, for me, just being a business person and uh, kind of following that kind of thing, uh, was the most interesting stickers need to hit a certain volume to be profitable. So in other words, uh, sticker cards are actually kind of expensive. And I think that's even the word, not not exactly how they phrased it at Tops, but making sticker cards, you have to make a lot of them. You can't just have, you know, a small insert set of stickers. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But stickers, to really make them profitable and really make them go, you have to kind of do the Panini model and make a bunch of them. Um, and that's when you can start making them profitable. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That there was a lot of interesting things on the call, but I, for the sake of, you know, tops is I don't want to, I don't want to give away all. Not that I've given away trade secrets or stuff like here, but I'm sure people from other manufacturers. Actually, I know that people from other manufacturers listen to the show pretty much every every one. Um, so. I will refrain from giving away all that was discussed there since I'm kind of doing that in confidence anyways. Probably gave away too much anyways. The Redskins trademark is canceled. Baby, get on eBay. Print up some Redskins memorabilia. Uh, anything with the Redskins logo on it, print it up. Put put the, You can even use the, the burgundy and gold colors. Print it up online and sell it. I'm not... 
Will you be uh, susceptible to legal prosecution in the future? Maybe if the NFL gets this overturned. Uh, but my guess is this is kind of the final straw in the back. I think the Redskins are going to have to change their name now um, because they're going to spend a decent amount. I think they've done it before where they got the trademark reversed before um, a while back. But this time's going to be a little harder. I think it's going to be a little more expensive too. Um, so they might be. it might just be advantageous for the Redskins to trade change their name but it does mean if this trademark cancellation holds true you know vintage quote vintage throwback uh redskins the throwback redskin if they change their name i'm sure they'll change their name change their logo but many of us will still remember them as the redskins and recognize that logo hey use that for free put that on t-shirts put that on a mouse pad put that on a bag of you know a carpet whatever you want a tv a ceiling fan whatever you want to put it on uh, you don't have to pay the NFL royalties. Obviously, if you do it to a large scale, you might want to have an attorney give you a better opinion than a podcaster. But uh, for the most part, right now, it's clear the way for anybody to get into uh, Redskins memorabilia. The NBA Finals is done. And hopefully you guys all took my advice from a couple weeks ago. Don't buy any Kawhi Leonard. Hopefully you guys sold Kawhi Leonard cards. Hopefully you guys sold. Kawhi Leonard was MVP and he had like... 10 points the first two games of the of the NBA Finals. So it shows you, yeah, Kawhi Leonard had a great, looked great, had a great series, but Popovich is not going to pay play guys big minutes next year, especially Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and even Kawhi Leonard and even Danny Green and some of these guys on the team. Uh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills will be another guy. I, was, I heard the – I'm out here in the Bay Area, and so I hear Bay Area radio. And I hear, oh, we got to sign Patty Mills. Patty Mills had like two good games all year. You know what I mean? Like Patty Mills like sucked all year. Even Kawhi Leonard had a lot of bad games. You know, where games where he didn't do a whole lot. Got games where this guy's cards aren't worth that much. So hopefully I even sold a Tim Duncan card for 60 something dollars um, the other day. So now's the time to sell uh, anything. Uh San Antonio Spurs. Not that they might not do it again next year, um, but you know you can if you want. Now's not the time to buy Kawhi Leonard. Just buy him during the season when the Spurs. Nobody cares about the Spurs during the season. Everybody's like, oh yeah, the Spurs are a good team. Oh yeah, nobody plays over twenty minutes. Sometimes the starter starters sit, um, and nobody gets to go off. Nobody on the Spurs gets to average twenty five points for the whole season. Um, so hopefully. You don't, unless you're a Spurs fan. If you're a Spurs fan, congratulations, and, you know, it's your team. Chances are you're going to be holding on to those cards for a very long time. But this is for people that are just kind of on the fringe. All of a sudden, they see Kawhi Leonard, and they're like, oh, Kawhi's going to be a big star in the NBA. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not going to be a big star. In the, he's not even be a really big star in, in the Western Conference, let alone the whole NBA. So you'd be better off buying LeBrons right now, or even... Even uh, some of these, uh, you know, Carmelo will probably change teams and probably team up with somebody and try to win a championship. You know, I'd be much uh, rather, even some of these, uh, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, who's a rookie recently, had a really good season last year. Um, Even uh, LaMarcus Aldridge or somebody like that. Um, Or even Damian Lillard to a certain extent, although he gets a lot of hype. Um, Be careful. Don't Don't buy an NBA hype unless you're a fan directly of the team. Lastly... Coming up right on that 30-minute mark, right where we're going to keep it. I'm going to try to keep this brief. I can go on for a while about this topic. Panini 
put up their sales on Bloomberg on like a, it was like a little five minute piece on uh, like soccer cards and they even showed it costs like over six hundred dollars or like six hundred dollars to complete a sticker album, which is kind of ridiculous. But Panini put up a, like a you know, ten second splash of the video had their sales chart all the way going back to two thousand three, all the way up into two thousand thirteen. And the one thing I thought that was very interesting is in 2006, Panini sales. I don't know. Again, I don't know. It says sales in millions of euros. So this is in euros. The figures I'm going to give you in euros. Also, I don't know if this does this include sports cards. Does it not? I don't know. My guess is it probably does. If you're a company putting your sales figure, if you're a private company putting your sales figures out there, for one, that usually means that you want... You want people to look at them. You want people to maybe make an offer for you. You know, as a private company, you typically don't uh, release your sales figures unless there's a reason for that. And usually it's because you you want somebody to maybe buy you. I certainly think that's the case in Panini. We've gone over that. But in 06, $500 million. That was a, a World Cup year. So 500 million euros, excuse me. So a little bit more than $500 million. Um, depending on what the conversion rate is at the time. Um, but so you you think, okay, remember, Panini got into the NBA, I think during the 2008-2009 season. I think they were in football right around that time, 2008-2009. Um, so 2008 happens. Sales are right around 500 euros. Well, sales peaked a while back. 2010 was a no, another World Cup year where they had 800 million euros in sales. That's a lot. Oh, for you know, four year period, they almost you know they increased sales by almost about forty percent. There, that's quite a big of a jump. But everything has fallen off since then. Since then, uh, just this recent year in two thousand thirteen, it appears to me I don't have the exact number, but it appears to me that the sales are back uh, to or actually slightly lower than oh six numbers. And this was before Panini had football this was before panini had a basketball license and this was before panini made hockey cards or any cards uh mlb pa cards panini wasn't making really i don't think any licensed officially licensed sports cards back in 2006 remember they had the donruss brand but they did not own it back then they bought it uh shortly after they got their nba license so that uh, I don't know if that made sense on radio, but let me just try to sum it up for you. Essentially, Panini, since 2008, Panini has gotten a football license to make cards, gotten a basketball license to make cards, gotten a hike, got got and lost a hockey license to make cards, got uh, an NBA license, exclusive NBA. Actually, got an exclusive MLB, not exclusive, but a MLBPA license to make headshots of baseball players and their sales are lower as low or lower than they were before all that that to me would i mean if if you work for if you're tracy hackler or some of these guys that work for penny you don't care about this stuff you just want your paycheck but if you own this company which none of those guys in texas have any kind of ownership of this but if you ask the guy, maybe the top, top CEO in Italy or the top guy, top two or three guys that own this company, that must be kind of disappointing because think about it, guys. They have 500 million euros in sales, but I have figures where they paid the MLB, they played the NFL $10 million. 
They pay the NBA maybe about $10 million. They pay the MLBPA a couple million dollars to make baseball cards. They paid, I'm sure, the NHL several million dollars to make hockey cards. And we haven't even gotten into, Panini has to buy these autograph cards from these guys. They have to sign Kobe Bryant to an exclusive deal. They have to sign Kevin Durant to an exclusive deal. They have to give money to Blake Griffin. They have to give money to Kyrie Irving, uh, Andrew Luck, Johnny Manziel. They have to buy the jerseys for the cards. All the memorabilia, all the baseball bats, all the stuff for this. Think about how much money that is every year that you're investing. Like every year you have to spend this money to come out with these cards. You have to buy the autographs. You have to buy the rookie autographs. You have to send a team to Los Angeles to the rookie premiere. You have to uh, come out with this set and that set and, and do it all in this time. And their sales are lower than they were before they did all that. That would be just no wonder they gave up the hockey license. Again, for those that buy into the BS that's spit out by the NHL and and other people out there. Upper Deck didn't win or outbid anybody for the NHL license. Panini didn't want it. The owner of the company probably looked at the sales chart and was like, God, I'm spending all this money on Sidney Crosby stuff or this Al Jovechkin autographs and coming out with this set and that set and I got to employ all these people and I don't make any money. I made more money when all I did was make soccer stickers. So this chart, this sales chart really alarms me. Yeah, Panini will have a little bit better year this year because I don't know if they'll get up to $800 million, 800 million euros of sales, but it's not good. Uh, if these sales that I'm looking at on this chart include all of Panini America, all of the sports products, their sales have not done anything. Their sales are flat to down since they've gotten the, the license to make sports cards. That's not good. My guess is as these license, I know that the NBA they have through, I think, 2000, maybe 17 or so, 16, 17, somewhere in there. So they have several more years on an NBA license. I don't know about the NFL. Um, I know that they're locked out of Major League Baseball for several years, still 2020, I think. But I think as the NBA license maybe comes around in 2017 and as the NFL comes around, uh, maybe they'll introduce Upper Deck back into the fold. I don't know. But I think Panini will continue, you know, I think the hockey was only a sign of things to come. Not that they'll divest and totally get out, um, but certainly if another investor came along, they might look at this and be like, screw this American sports card market. We have to invest all this money and our sales don't even go up. The only thing that drives sales for Panini, it seems, are these soccer cards. So a smart businessman would be like, well, I'm spending 80, 90% of my time and my budget on these stupid sports cards, whereas you know, 90% of my sales are these stickers. So I think Panini will wake up to that fact at some point. I mean, they won't even have to wake up to it. Eventually, if these sales include sports cards, they, they cannot keep spending this money on sport in the sports card market, literally. Like these sales just don't make sense. Like you can't be making that much money if you're investing all this if you're investing all this money into contracts and and exclusive deals and licenses and player deals and player memorabilia and autographs it doesn't make sense if you're going to invest all that money you could put it into the bank and make at least a return on your money here they're not getting any return someday they're going to figure this out do something a little bit different so i think they'll it'll be interesting i don't think you know it's business as usual right now for Panini, but uh, as the year again, the balance sheet won't lie on this. 
some point this is going to catch up to them. At some point, some guy in Italy will be like, screw these guys in America. They take all my money and I don't make any. That's what he's going to say one day. Folks, that about wraps it up today. We certainly didn't make any money on today's podcast, nor have we in the last uh, however many, 150 million of these we've done. But I've certainly enjoyed it. Certainly have gotten way more enjoyment out of it than any dollar figure could. Hopefully you guys got some dollars because we got some interesting sets coming out. Um, and certainly if you're not a, a fan of unopened wax or box breaks, certainly there's a heck of a lot of cool single cards coming out on the market. And certainly with uh, 2014 football and the rest coming shortly should be an exciting year until next time, which probably won't be, you know, I might even get up to three or four podcasts this month. Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there. We'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in. We are out of here.